Hey, hey, and welcome to the Top Notch Method Podcast. I'm your host, JP, and today I am joined by Deirdre McGuire. She is a world-class mind wellness specialist. And today we got to talk about overcoming the biggest obstacle we all face, which is our own minds. So thanks to Deirdre sharing, we can learn from her experience, not just overcoming it herself, but with her clients as well, so that we can take action today and become the healthiest versions of ourselves possible from our own homes. There are some free resources we mentioned in this conversation and you can find those in the show notes below. I really, really hope you enjoy this conversation with Deirdre McGuire. Welcome Deirdre to the podcast. I like I'm super honored that you you know said yes to coming on. I'm super grateful for that. Uh, and you might not know this, but you are my first real life guest. Wow, That's what a happened. privilege. What a privilege. <laughs> I feel really bad for everyone else that has to follow you because uh, you're going to set such a high standard. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, I thought what we would do before we start, I'm, I just want to gush just a little bit uh, about how inspirational you are. Mm-hmm. Um, gush not away. just for myself, but for, for people that, you know, I work with because you might, people might not know this. You're in your middle 60s. Yep. You're already living life to the full. Uh, you're getting fitter and healthier than ever before. Mm-hmm. You're continuing to evolve your business and have more impact with those that you work with. Uh, and the view from your house is incredible. Spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously from, from all of that, you were, you were just born special and everything comes easy to you. Is that, is that about yeah. right? <laughs> God. Oh my God, this is exact opposite, JP. Um, yes, I'm very happy to say that today I am a CrossFit athlete. I'm 65. I've never been older, never been fitter, and I've never been happier. And uh, because I know that happiness is a skill. And uh, I, I owe a lot of how I feel today uh, to CrossFit because one of the key components of the work that I do um, by the way, my my pitch, my elevator pitch is I'm a mind wellness specialist. I help people get happier. I show them how to see then change the patterns of thinking that are blocking their emotional intelligence and blinding them from who they really are. And, uh, you know, my toughest client was my first one. And that was me. And uh, 20 years ago, uh, my father uh, took his own life. And uh, he was a very successful businessman. He was a loving father. He was a good husband. But he had hurts and pains inside um, that um, eventually um, overuse of alcohol was the only solution left. And ultimately, he took his own life. So I had made it my mission uh, to save my dad and nothing had worked. Um, So when he died, that made me a failure. Um, It was actually the lowest point of my life. But... What if the lowest point is actually the turning point? And uh, the days and weeks and months that followed my father's death were like an emotional blur, hurtling from sadness to anger to even my own suicidal thought, but always one constant, the search, the search for answers. Uh, Why did he have to die? Are, Are we forever doomed to be trapped by the traumas of our past, you know, where can we get our emotional coping skills from? Is that is that the way? Is that as good as it can get? And so I found the answers, and uh, you know I became a life coach, 
And I remember the first time I got paid by a client, I pinned the check to the notice board and I said out loud to my father, what do you think of that, Dad? And I swear to God, I heard him say, Deirdre, have I taught you nothing about cash? But, um, <laughs> and then a weirdly special gift arrived and it was not from Amazon. It was cancer, uh, complete wow. with... Uh, a cancer diagnosis complete with an 18 month prognosis. Oh, so wow. what I remember most is not the face of the surgeon as he declared that surgery would be first followed by chemotherapy and then radiation. What I remember most is not that I was going to die, JP. What I remember most is that I had not lived. Yeah. You know, stress, the posh word for fear, um, mm -hmm. was driving my life just like my father before me. And um, so I cancer was giving me the chance to put my money where my mouth was. So that's what I did. And I did say yes to the surgery and I actually said no to the chemotherapy and radiation. But that's not important. What was important was that for the first time in my life, I was putting my faith and my trust in me. I was taking responsibility for my own life. I was taking responsibility for my own well-being. I was taking responsibility for my own, you know, my own health. And what actually, you know, responsibility is a very loaded word, but when you actually change it around to when you're taking charge, you know, mm. you're taking charge of your life. There's a there's an amazing freedom in that. And I think that's what's such a challenge at the minute uh, is because people don't know how to take charge of their life. And they've been led by authority figures. They've been led by, first of all, parents, primary caregivers. Then they've been led by their teachers and their you know, their environment. And, and and now it seems like, you know, the authorities, the government is actually somehow letting them down and there's no way out. And they're, they're frightened because if the authorities don't know what to do, they don't know what to do. Yeah. And, and this is what I have had to cultivate myself. And I'll tell you, I have been challenged in the last, particularly the last few months, you know, when it's still not going away. You know, this thing is not going away. And I feel on one level that my freedom has been taken. Um, but this is where you have to dig deeper, you know, because as they say, when, when the tide goes out, you can see who's swimming naked. You know, <laughs> That's a great one. Isn't it? I think it's a great one. When, uh, when you realize that um, you, first of all, it's not all bad because actually you have all the resources within you that you need in order to thrive in your life. That's the good news. You do not need Amazon Prime. Okay. You know, I nobody loves Amazon Prime more than me, but I'm not dependent on it for my sense of well-being. And that's yes. the difference. That's the subtle but powerful difference. Um, yeah, no one else can look after that for you. No, and and the the thing about it is you don't need other people to look after it for you. You can build your own skills. Happiness is a skill. I'm not, I was not a naturally happy person back in the day. You know, my you know, I started my day with a cigarette, then a cup of coffee, and you know, by lunchtime I would have had two paracetamol, or Americans call them Tylenol. Um and that's you know, to take away the stress. I didn't know it was stress, it was just to take away the headache. I need yeah. paracetamol were great for taking away a headache. And, like, and the headache was just your body telling you 
whoa, 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 something's going on here. Well, Deirdre, you're not drinking enough. You're not sleeping yeah. enough. You're not eating enough. I mean, I was a, you know, I was a uni slim. I was on the permanent diet. You know, mm -hmm. I actually ran, I in my lifetime, I've run three marathons. Wow. And I ran the marathons. So part of me unconsciously, so that mm -hmm. I could eat. There was a part, there was a program that I was running that I would exercise so I could eat. Now, yeah. I exercise today and it's really funny. I was just saying to um, my niece, Kate, who works here with me. And I was saying to her, I actually slept in this morning. <laughs> I, I, I normally I'm in the gym at a quarter to six uh -huh. and I do the quarter to six class and I'm there five days a week. Mm -hmm. And I actually did tonight. not hear the alarm this morning. And now the old me would have used that as an, an opportunity to beat myself up, to punish myself, to confirm my inner dialogue would be you're a failure, you're pathetic, look at you, there you go. But today I see that completely differently. I see my body needed, my body, did, I did not even waken. So yeah. what does that mean? It means that I need to rest. I need a wee break. And that's okay. So I apologize, sent my note and apologized for not showing up. And so because I'm in charge of my life. And you're able to hear the language that your body is speaking. I'm I can hear it now yeah. before I, I couldn't hear. Yeah, and that's and that's super powerful. And I think that the two the two things that really stood out to me there are one, the fact that, you know, you're not done. There's, there's always something else on the horizon that's going to challenge you to encourage you to change. And we have to be ready to deal with that. But even a step further back from that is that you realize that you're not in the hardware business, you're in the software business. Yeah. And and I think you've used this analogy a few times before about different, um, you know, using Amazon or, or Google. But yeah, I mean, I've worked in the fitness industry for a long time. And, you know, at the start, you know, it's all aesthetic. You know, you're trying to build your abs, you're trying to build your glutes. It's hardware. You know, you're, you're building structure. And then you realize, well, the biggest barrier to succeeding is the software is the operating system that controls all of this i and love that's... that jp that's a powerful analogy it's beautiful i'm gonna steal that uh... <laughs> <Go for> it. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's actually it's actually the truth and as one who is you know my goal at the minute my plan is to be you know i joke about being ripped by christmas and it's just <laughs> it's which christmas is now coming yeah. in, um, three years out <laughs> you know but i'm getting there and uh i love us aesthetics i love the aesthetics i you know i go to um kieran um kieran watch is a shout out to him he's my uh, personal trainer he um and i'm also doing one PT class a week with him because he's helping me to hone the skills and oh, uh, yeah he and uh, you know um, when he asked me what I wanted I said aesthetics you know I, I want and there's no I you know I love that I love looking healthy because yeah. you know when I look healthy it gives me confidence but the important thing is that both are linked and if you have one without the other no doesn't work not sustainable yes. Yeah, they gotta they gotta be in sync. You gotta complement each other, um, and I think too often we skew one way or the other. You know, we're all we're all up in our heads, or we're all down yeah. in the mirror. You know, and there's yeah. no there's no bridge between the two. Yeah, um, Th that, that's, that's super, it's, yeah. 
That's very, very important. That's part of my job as a mind wellness specialist where, you know, when my clients come to me, that's what I have to help them to marry the two. And I at this point, I have worked with a lot of CrossFit athletes and Mm -hmm. uh, there is there are subtle differences in how uh, the the mind of the athlete does it. But um, the gift that the athlete has is that they have the gift of persistence. So when I yeah. give them something to do, they have that gift already. So, or a skill, it's not a gift because everybody's got it. It's a skill that they have honed and the, the gift of persistence um, will stand you in good stead, but you must do the emotional inner work. You must do it. Yeah. And you're super right there. I mean, CrossFitters have really embraced the fact that when you're working on your health and fitness, it's not like oh, I want my hair to look different. So I'll go to the barber or the salon and in an hour's time, it'll look different. They've embraced the fact that you go to the gym, you eat healthy, you sleep well, you do that every day for a year and then you get the result. CrossFit, you know, that consistency. Yeah, CrossFit taught me that. Um, I struggled with that. Um, I wanted the quick fix. I wanted it now. And then because the inner program, my inner program that was running was that I was a failure. Okay, Mm. so therefore everything um, proves me right because I look through the lens of the failure program. Okay, it's so when I look through the lens of the failure, and then when I don't get the result quickly with CrossFit, that confirms for me I'm right. I'm a failure, so I'm I stay in the loop, the failure loop, and what my work is about is finding out. What program are you running? Uh, You know, as a person, what is not working for you in your life? What program are you running that's stopping you from getting what you want? And when I find that, and I know how to find Mm -hmm. it fairly quickly, um, like in an hour, and uh, when I find that, and then we take it out, look at it, see it for what it is, and we dismantle it, okay? And we dismantle that, and then we build the better program and then that's what I'm doing now is running both in tandem, the physical and the mental program together. And that uh, lends itself to, uh, you know, an integrated life, you know, a life that has balance, not without challenges. Everybody's got challenges. I'm challenged. Oh, yeah. OK, and we were just talking about it before we came on. We were talking, I was talking about my business and I was saying that I'm going in a, a new direction and it's like, Oh my God, all the things that I didn't think about when, <laughs> yeah. when I started this and I, that I didn't think that would happen or that would happen. But the difference is that you have skills to, to, to manage your life, your skills to, um, you know, it's like having a toolbox and you have a really good toolbox and you take out, well, I'll use this today or I'll use that today. So this morning oh, that, when yeah. I slept in, well, I'll use the, you know, it's time to go easy on me tool. I'll take that yes. one out this morning and I'll <laughs> use that one. And, and yeah, and then life's good. Then, you know, I live this slice of my life, you know, like Mm. this is what I learned through cancer. Uh, The gift of cancer was that I had to slice my life up into the present moment. You know, you live a day is a slice in your whole cake of life. And how are you living today? You know, um, so many of us are, you know, when I, then I, you know, when this happens, then I'll get that. Or when, when then syndrome, when I get this, then I'll be happy. When I get the abs, then I'll be happy. When I do the pull up, then I'll be happy. And it, life doesn't work like that. Um, sure. 
Uh, but so when you can, you know, slice it down to, well, all I have to do is today. The only thing I have to do is right here, right now, and avoid the future. We have we have plans and dreams and aspirations for the future, but um, essentially we're we're here today. And equally, um, I you know a lot of my work is dealing with the past and releasing that past and. You know, knowing that that's not real now, you know, it's not yes. happening. When I, when I say it's not real, it doesn't mean that the bad thing didn't happen and that it didn't cause pain. But the good news is that we're not tied to it. We don't have to be. We don't have to be tied to it. We can just um, live now. I'm just thinking in my mind that part of the struggle of part of the struggle is is that it seems like our future has been taken away from us with the current situation and we need to have a sense of future but we don't need to we need definitely yes absolutely and uh but let's let's draw we're being called at the minute i believe to live in the present moment and 100 absolutely and you you said about that toolbox i think that's super powerful there's maybe two points there i'd love to touch on and i think one might hopefully be unpacked with the other and so I mean, somebody's listened to this and they're thinking, oh, wow, that's that's me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stressed about the future. I'm dwelling in the past. I'm really struggling to be present, but I don't know how to uh, look at my own software. How do I, you know, decode what's going on? So can you unpack that toolbox a little bit? And, and maybe is there a starting point where people can can start to become aware of of those if this, then that or, you know, where... well, there, there are if you're at crisis point, you need professional help. You need somebody like me. Absolutely. You know, if you are and that's, you know, I deal with a lot of that people who, you know, they've done everything else. They've tried everything else. And the last thing they do is want the last thing they want to do is go and see that woman. But it's, the first, (laughs) you know, but it's the first thing that helps them. So there's there's that person. So if you are at crisis, there Mm -hmm. is help. You are not alone. And there, you know, you know, don't do what my father did. You don't need you don't. There's no need to die. You don't need to die. You know, um, all that's required is, uh, you know, a decision, a desire and ultimately a commitment to change. And so you and you do need help. You absolutely and, and need if, help. And exactly. If somebody is in that situation, we'll have all of your links and stuff, mm-hmm. at the, you know, in the show notes. And we'll come back to that at the end of the podcast yeah. as well. Um, so don't feel like, you know, you're alone. There, there are people out there like Deirdre here more than capable and experienced to help you through this present moment you know that jp the biggest the biggest secret that i can share is that everybody's sitting in their own shit but everybody (laughs) is everybody (laughs) is you are unique you are unique you're an amazing incredible beautiful human being but your shit isn't okay you think you've got the unique story there's no you know that this is the i'm the only one this has happened to you i'm the only one who feels ashamed i'm the only one who feels guilty i'm the only one with the deep dark secret you know i i don't know i masturbated when i shouldn't have i was sexually abused i listen to me i've heard them all and this is the biggest thing everybody's sitting in their own secrets behind their own twitchy curtains you know and it's all what will they think who will you know and you know what this is this is actually shame this is what shame is in itself you know Mm. i you know doing something wrong making a mistake is i did something wrong 
Shame is I am something wrong. There's something wrong with me. Okay. And that's why that's what leads to suicide because people have not unlocked that, that aspect of their lives. You may have made a mistake. You may have done something really bloody stupid. You may have done something that you regret. But yeah. we've all, I've done, uh, JP, have you ever done anything you've regretted? Uh, like, hello. Hello. <laughs> we've all yeah. done, and I mean big, big things. I mean yeah. big, big, huge things. Okay. You know, the shame of waking up beside someone in the bed naked and you don't know who they are. Right. That, you know, that's happened to me. That's I will tell my story because I want people to come out of hiding. I want them to come out of shame. So but, you know. But what's powerful there. So I'm sorry. Shame is I am a mistake. Okay, you're not a mistake. No matter what you've done, no matter even how you got here. I've worked with people who were conceived through rape. I worked with all kinds of people who are not. You think they're not supposed to be here even. Okay, so. If you're that person, I, you know, this is the thing. You, you can solve this. This can all be solved. Do not die for something stupid like that, even though it seems so big to you. I have had people come into me and I literally, they come into me and within an hour, you know, they're suicidal when they come in and they come out and they go, what was I even thinking yeah. about? What's crazy is that, that's a simple shift in language. I mean, you described, you know, someone uh, feeling shame versus being shame. And it's just a very subtle change in the language. And I think as well, uh, I see it all the time when people are doing workouts. They tell themselves these, these they believe these thoughts mm-hmm. are something that they're not. And actually, if they use different words or different language, Absolutely. it has a totally different meaning. And so our communication is super important, not just with others, because... I mean, you text somebody and they pick that message up completely wrong. Yeah. Where you speak to them in person and they can read the body language. There's more signals there involved. But when we're thinking our own thoughts, you know, we don't have the vocabulary. We don't have that mindset to. I heard this the other day, JP, you'll enjoy this. I heard this the other day and I thought it was brilliant. And like I stole it. Uh, Someone (sighs) said, would you date your inner dialogue? Oh, (laughs) would you date your inner dialogue? Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, I I just finished up um, part of what I do. I have um, consolidated everything I've learned over the last 20 years, and I call it um, the stress solution system. And it's an eight week Mm -hmm. online and um, we run it twice a year. And uh, I just finished up last night and uh, Uh there was a lovely lady from Wales and uh, she said, Thank you, Deirdre. I said, what's your biggest takeaway? And she says, the biggest takeaway I have is instead of calling myself a silly bitch, I'm going to call myself a wee pet. Because I told her my story that that's what I used to, uh, in my side, the dialogue in my head, if I did something wrong, be like, you silly bitch. Okay. And, uh, And now I consciously changed it. I consciously changed it. And now I say, if I do something, I go, oh, you wee pet. And uh, so I thought, isn't it? It's so powerful. Yeah. Our language is so Massively. so powerful. So we so so that's the one end of the scale, and the other end yes. of the scale is someone who that's breaking is, point, right? Yeah, that's somebody who's well, it's break three point event. <laughs> yeah, and and so that presumably the other side of the scale is like it's just all right. Like, well, someone who's curious and whose life is you know 
yeah, it's it's okay, but it could be better. And they've heard people talking about this stuff, and they want to know a bit more. And uh, so they want to know how to manage their lives better. And uh, it's the world they step into the world of personal development, and mm-hmm. um, it's so so powerful. I mean, it's radically changed my life, and I know it has changed your life too. Um, this this world of personal development, where you you take emotional control, you know, you manage your emotions, you manage your mindset. Uh, when you know yeah. how to manage your mindset, then you have control. So um, on the other end of the scale, um, you know, um, I. You know, I have a, a, a private membership group called Freedom Community. Freedom's very important to me. Um, we're running um, a four in January. We're running a four week um, course, um, which essentially uh, it's called Mindset Mastery. And mm-hmm. um, it's a four week online course and um, it gives you the tools. You know, it shows you how your mind and body works exactly how you can change things and how you can actually take control um so um i'll give you an example one of the simplest examples is actually to change your breathing if if you realize that when um when you're angry or upset or sad or any of those darker emotions you are actually in fight or flight you're actually your fight or flight stress response system has kicked off. And um, one of the things that happens when you go into fight or flight is that your breathing changes. So say, for example, the bear comes around the corner and you see the bear and you go, oh, my God, a bear. And you think, well, I'm either going to fight the bear. I'm going to fight this bear or I need to run. I need to get the hell out of here. I run away from the bear. So that's what the fight or flight response is. And it's an ancient system within us to protect us. And what happens, the chemical changes that happen when you go into fight or flight is that everything you don't need is turned off. Okay. The the yeah. body, it goes into shutdown. It's kind of like COVID. It goes into shut. Everything, <laughs> we're in fight or flight at the minute and everything unessential is shut down. So... Mm-hmm. So, for example, your prefrontal cortex shuts down. You're part of your brain. You don't need your brain to fight a bear. You just need your muscles. So your brain shuts down. That's why it's hard to do exams because you're in fight or flight. Your brain doesn't work because your brain has actually shut down. Your immune system shuts off. You don't need this is not a time for repair. This is a time to fight the bear or run away from the bear. So that's why the blood will pump around the heart blood pumps the blood round get the blood to the legs to get away so when you know this that when you're feeling angry or saying you're in traffic and somebody um you know cuts you up or or you're you come home in the evening and your child annoys you or your partner annoys you or or you feel sad or you feel worried or you hear a covid statistic and you feel anxious you've mm. your body's gone into fight or flight so when you know that when you know that, you can actually override the system. All right. So the fight or flight response belongs to the autonomic system of the body. It's called the automatic system. Yeah. And that's why it just happens. It's the same system that grows your hair and beats your heart and grows your nails. You don't have to think about it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so when you know this, that the lead horse into the autonomic system 
is the breath. Okay, so you see the COVID statistic, you have the argument with the partner, you get annoyed in the traffic, you're actually in fight or flight. And the first thing you can do is take a deep breath in. So when because you've actually stopped breathing, you you know, when you hear news, and you, go, you stop breathing. So when you yeah. breathe, take a deep breath in. OK, and when you take that deep breath in, you're sending a signal to the fight or flight response through the autonomic system. It's OK. There's no bear here. Yeah. OK, the, the, the automatic system has kicked off because it's trying to protect you. So when you hear a COVID statistic and you think, oh, my God, I hope I don't die. And you're starting to think about it. So what you've got to do is override the system. It's like your heating system in the house. It's set on a timer, but you can always go in and hit boost. So you can yeah. always override the system when you know, only when you know. But if you don't know, then you yeah. can't do it. So one of the, in answer to your question, one of the um, tools that I give my clients is it's actually an acronym, a word, the word states, okay, S-T-A-T-E-S. And what you want to do is you want to change your state. That's why I created this. And mm -hmm. that's to remind you that what you actually want to do is change your state, okay, because you're in fight or flight and you want to improve it. So states stands for stop, air, thanks, exhale, and say the word peace. So the stop say the word stop because when you say the word stop you actually stop your stop your body from going into fight or flight mm -hmm. okay so you can say it either out loud or in your mind you, i do it i'm here and I, my mind's going and i just go stop okay <laughs> and the yeah. mind the mind goes the mind goes what 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 do you want so the mind stops what it's doing which is going into mm -hmm. fight or flight and now you've got the attention of the mind. If you can imagine the mind as a machine, you know, it's like your, it's like your phone, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, you are not your mind. You have a mind. You have a phone, you have a dog, you have a cat, you have a mind. So now you're taking charge of the mind. So stop. T, stand, uh, T stands for take, take a deep breath in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I, I completely did that wrong. Stop. Okay? Stop. <laughs> S T. S T is stop. Okay. Yeah. A is air. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath in. Yeah. And take, for those who aren't seeing Deirdre, yeah. when she said take a deep breath in, she instantly breathed in through her nose and not through her mouth. And that is again oh, absolutely. priming her nervous system to be in that instead of fight and flight, it's calming that brain back down. And if the body is calmer then you can start to oh really it's funny that yeah i take that for granted i do a lot of nasal breathing but anyway so stop a stands for air take a deep breath in t stands for thanks okay now thanks uh, means that i want you to redirect your thinking and think about something you're grateful for so t stands mm. for think of something you're grateful for so I'm grateful for, you know, I've got food in my fridge. I'm grateful for my partner. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my gym. Redirect the thinking. And when you redirect the thinking in the mind and think of something you're grateful for, you, you come out of fight or flight. And that and then, can be hard initially to, to do, right? But mm -hmm. with practice, that 
becomes infinitely easier because you realize there's an infinite number of things you can be grateful for. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's it's completely a skill. I remember working one time with a client and she was a very, very wealthy woman from Austria, hugely wealthy, and she was living in Vienna. And I said to her, think of something, you give me something you're grateful for. Nothing, nothing. She couldn't think of oh anything that yep. she was grateful for. So it's a skill and it's good. If you have kids, you can have fun with this. It's a car game, you know, or, yeah. you know, how, what what are you grateful for? Who can think of the next thing that we're grateful for? And uh, so when you build those skills in your mind and then exhale and say the word peace, S stands for say, say the word peace, um, peace is um, instructing the mind you give you remember you have a mind like I'm holding up my iPhone and saying you have a phone you have a mind so you give instructions to your phone and you give instructions to your mind you tell the mind to think about peace and it will do it so again it states s-t-a-t-e-s stop air thanks exhale and say peace I can actually, JP, I can, um, I'll give you something to put into the show notes. And it's actually a free, okay. it's a beautiful free, um, uh, complete PDF that I have uh, created around all of this. And I'll send that to you and you can put it in the notes. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that, that way we've kind of covered both extremes. We've got somebody who's, you know, right in this moment, yeah. just feeling overwhelmed with life. And they're like, I don't know what the next day is going to hold for me. What do I do? Well, you go speak to Deirdre. Yeah, right? yeah. you that's get big, help. You speak to me. Yeah. yeah, speak speak to me or someone like me. And um, and the other thing is, you know, use the assets that we have. If you've been, you know, spent your time scrolling on your phone and looking at rubbish, um, there's lots of free information. I actually have a YouTube channel. It's a free YouTube channel. Um, Wisdom of Ireland, all one word. Oh, nice. Yeah, go. and go there and you know start to feed your habit mm-hmm. start to feed your habit what have you been feeding your mind with you know there's a, a story of the the um, the young indian boy and he goes to his father the indian chief and he said um there are two wolves fighting inside me which one will win and the father says the one you feed my son yes you know what are you yeah. what are you feeding are you feeding Instagram and God, they want you. They want you as a consumer. You know, all these people in Silicon Valley who are spending their lives trying to get you hooked on that. But use use these uh, great technologies for something like this. Listening, go listen to JP, listen to your podcast. You know, feed and your soul. 100%. And there's just when you're saying about, you know, that the technology companies are super smart. I mean, they're programming these devices in a way that we don't even comprehend. I did a YouTube video, shameless plug, uh, on that very topic and how to, you know, like you say, stop. How do we instigate that moment of change? Um, And there's five tips in that to really start to reconstruct how you use that tool because it is a tool. It's part of your toolkit. You know, it can be an asset to you if you feed it that way or it can drag you down if you feed it that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. and and this is this is what it's all about, you know. You know what's wrong is always available. Yeah. What's wrong is always available. It's been available since time immemorial. So the question is, you know, where are you putting your focus? 
Where and, and what does that mean? That always comes back to you. Where are you putting? You see, people don't want this. They not as that they don't want it. They have not been trained. We have not been trained to be mm. responsible to ourselves. We have been trained. It's a you know, it's been a patriarchal society, and we've been trained. If you're a good girl or a good boy, Santa comes. If you're mm-hmm. a good girl, you'll do well. If you're a good boy, you'll do well. And if you're a bad boy and you you do badly, you know. So so we answer to authority. So now it's and I think the other the other part of that as well is that you know, I mean that's speaking from the ownership point of view. Uh, I mean, uh, being my wife has been part of your freedom community. Mm-hmm. This is a shameless plug for that. <laughs> she has been absolutely loving it. And I think there's two main takeaways for that. One is that in society we are surrounded mostly by very polite people and very polite people don't want to cause a fuss they don't want to challenge you in anything they want to be very nice to you Mm -hmm. but actually what we need is a world full of kind people and and a kind person is somebody who's going to call you out on the crap that's happening you Mm -hmm. know yeah you know why are you eating that why are you watching that why are you feeding that wolf those why are you feeding the bad wolf and not the good wolf Mm -hmm. you know Um, and i think the the, you know the biggest thing she's found useful is is having someone to challenge her so each week um, (laughs) and she enjoys sitting down we're we're usually doing food prep and she'll have it playing and and we're listening to these thoughts that this uh, was it usually an are you yes i do an r on a on a thursday night i do an r live on thursday evening yeah so we watch it then on the sunday okay and 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 it's that that primer just to go through and, and start to self-analyze and really challenge ourselves on those thoughts. So um, we're doing it for each other, you know, during the week, we'll see one of us slipping up in a habit. We're like, here, hold on a second. Why are you doing that? And um, because if you do that, I'm going to want to do that too. Um, but also then we're able to work on ourselves. We're, we're starting to recognize those things. And I have since uh... she started that. Yes, We've both noticed a huge difference. Uh, that's that's it's very gratifying. I love to because you know this is the thing when you when I I set myself up and I have an aspiration of the kind of person that I want to be. You know, evolving into my best self so that others may do the same. That's my why. Love that line. And uh, can you say that again? I am evolving into my best self so that others may do the same. And you know, it oh, took so it, 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 it it took me so long to get to that point. Um, I was a perfectionist. And so um, perfectionists don't evolve. Perfectionists have to be perfect from the start. Okay. So, so you're shit upon from the start. You cannot get past it because if you've got to be perfect, you're stuck. You can't, you're paralyzed. You can't do anything. And for a long time I was like that because I remember was the big failure. But when you, when I realized this, what I am actually an evolutionist. So an evolutionist is always growing. You're always mm. growing. So you're always learning something new. So that gets the perfectionist off the hook. I let yeah. myself off the hook. I don't have to be perfect yeah. because I'm evolving. And I'm going to evolve till the day I draw my last breath. And I yeah. that's that really what will be perfect free, last JP. week. Yeah, what will be perfect last week is not going to be perfect next week. No, it's old. So it's an impossible goal. It's old. And, and it circles back to what we said at the start. I mean, there's no there's no destination with this. No. This is an ongoing process of um, evolution. I think that's yeah, a really yeah, good yeah. Way the to the, the, it the um, well, here's the thing. This is what I love, and I do this with my clients. Um, I draw a line 
and I draw, you know, the beginning is, you know, the one cell, then the one cell turned into two cells and the two cells turned into four, then it turned to eight, then it turned into, you know, a fish in the sea and then the fish came out of the sea and then we were crawling along on all fours and then we stood up and then we, you know, stopped, we started planting food. So we stayed in one place, then we built towns, then we built cities. And what makes you think that it's going to stop with you? Like seriously, yeah. like seriously, yeah. what makes you think, oh yeah, we've done all that, but now, you know, now we're stopped. You know, yeah. you know, the Victorians didn't live in Victorian times. The Victorians, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Victorians were as excited. They were as excited yeah. about, you know, uh, cars and horses, horses being on the road. They were as yeah. excited about that as we are uh, with iPhones. You know, they didn't, you know, when you think about that, like I had that thought the other day and I was laughing out loud thinking those people weren't walking about in costumes, you know, with bonnets and long dresses on them. They actually thought this is amazing. Look at what we can do. We have candles. We, you know. We've solved life. There you go. We We have solved it. it. So what makes you think it stops with you? So when you see life as you are part of a team of this one humanity. You know, we all live at the one address. Yeah. We all live at the one address and yeah. we are one humanity and we are evolving continuously. And your parents, you know, they passed the baton to you. Now, some of it was pretty good and some was a bit shitty, but hey-ho, we'll make peace with them. They were doing their yeah. best because they were um, living with, in yeah. their time. Yeah. Okay. And some of it was good and some of it was pretty nasty i know that i've worked with a lot of people but let's make peace with it we don't need to condone it but we make peace with it and then we take on the baton and now you're holding it for a while yeah for a while because we have to be that inspiration for the next people to come along we have to be challenging ourselves to grow to look after ourselves and look after the world around us so that it will continue without our stains all over it well, no, Which... JP, go easy on yourself. Go, go easy on yourself. You know, it's, you know, what if it's fun? You know, what is your metaphor yeah. for life? You know, what if life's an adventure? You know, yeah. like I was, I was looking, I'm, I want to buy a new car. I'm, not I want, I'm planning to buy a new car. So okay. I was going around looking at all these cars, 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 and then I saw the one I wanted. And oh my God. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's it's a, <laughs> an evoke, you know, and it's, oh, and I got into it and I thought, and it's so funny because I drive a Mercedes, okay? And it's a beautiful uh-huh. car. And it was my dream to own a Mercedes. And I have a Mercedes GLA and all the gadgetry and the, autopilot it parks itself and it does all these things and i was blown away by it now i've had it for four years mm-hmm. and now it's time so i was going car shopping and i was looking at all these different cars looking at mercedes and um i thought yeah but it wasn't lighting me up i saw the one that would be right but mm-hmm. it wasn't lighting me up so then i went over and i we t- did my brother and i did a test drive in a um land rover evoke Oh my, when you get into the new one and you see that it has like a thing, like an iPad with a map, which suits me down to the ground because I, I want to be able to see it. It's got the map right in front of it. It's got, and I thought, you see, when I got back into the GLA, it's so old. It's so it just old. Felt different. No, yeah. I am. Um, if I had never had it, the difference is that if I didn't get another car for the rest of my life, 
and I had to drive the one I had, I know how to be content. I yeah. know. Yeah. But life is an adventure. I have, I got so much time, the currency of my life. I'm spending it every day. Mm -hmm. I'm spending my currency of my life here with you now, and I'm delighted to. Okay. And those who are listening, that. I'm delighted. So how are you spending the currency of your life? Are you having fun? Is an adventure? How much fun can you have between now and the day you die? You know, like what if you could look at it like that? What if you could, you know, drop that inner dialogue? You know, you wee pet, not you silly so-and-so. Okay. What if you could, and what if you knew how to do that? See, we weren't taught yeah. it. We haven't been taught it in school. And, you know, I, I, I was a teacher. I trained as a teacher, but I didn't like what I was teaching. But today I love what I'm teaching. And that's what and you I can get. hear that and feel that as well. I get and to do it every because day. Because you're being authentic. Yeah. I, I, awesome. I, I get I get to do it every day. And one of the things that came into my head when I was listening to you there, when you're with B and you're talking to B and you're doing something that you don't want. Okay. So I have two things that come into my mind that I can help you with. One is mm -hmm. ask yourself this question. Okay. So there you are. You're chomping on the chocolate. And, you know, you're stuck in and you you're, are your heads buried in a packet of those economy size crisps. They don't make small packets of crisps anymore. <laughs> they only make tiny ones that you have to buy the big, big bags. Or So you're, you've you're off plan. You're not where uh -huh. you want to be. And it's OK if you want to do it. But if you're not, if you're doing it, you don't want to do it. Ask yourself this question. What problem? What problem is the chocolate solving? Yeah. So it's not the chocolate. The chocolate is the solution. Mm -hmm. Currently, I've got my face in the fridge because that is the solution to the problem I have. Currently, I am chomping on chocolate or I'm stuck into the crisps because it happened to me last night. I was challenged and I saw chocolate and I have the chocolate money for Christmas for the kids. And it's sitting there. It used to be I couldn't even have chocolate in my house. And I saw it and... I looked at it and I thought, yeah, 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 this is a chocolate moment. And I had mm -hmm. two pieces of chocolate. Okay. Now I am at peace with that. I'm yeah. not addicted to it. I, but this is for, this is when you, you know, especially, you know, this is, I work with addicts. I have worked with heroin addicts. What problem is heroin solving? Yeah. Because that's the root cause. I go to the root cause of the problem. What, what, What's wrong? What is that solving for you? And when you can get to that, you know, yeah. the other stuff is just the symptom. CrossFit, and that's another, CrossFit can be yeah. the symptom. Yeah. Exercise can be the, you know, it's solving a problem, but the problem's not yeah. being solved. So if you can get to the problem and get to the root of that, then yeah. you can, um, you, you can, you know, you can have a life beyond your wildest dreams, you know, like yeah, I say. And, and that that you're saying about your toolbox, that's where, you know, you're chomping on the chocolate or you're, you know, realizing you're on your third workout of the day. Yeah. Stop, you know, take some air, express yeah. some thanks, yeah. exhale. Yeah. And then what was the last one? Change, say the word peace. Say the word peace. There we go. And what you're doing is you're changing your state. And you're, yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's a great place to kind of leave this because mm -hmm. we've massively overshot yeah, my know, ambitious sorry. thirty minute goal. Well, maybe okay. you could divide it into <laughs> my apologies. That no, is, no, that no, is not my at all. biggest problem. I get so caught up and 
you know, like I say, you I think go away, rare five children, come back, and I'd still be sitting here talking. <laughs> <laughs> Massively. So uh, to to have that kind of adventurous life, we've got the extremes. We're starting off uh, with with states. You know, we've got our acronym there. And mm-hmm. um, if you're needing help right here and now, we've got loads of links in the description to start working with Deirdre. We've got, you know, that sliding scale of YouTube through your freedom community, which is a very, very accessible. You've got this uh, program starting in January for four weeks. Mindset Mastery. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it's a four week yeah. online program. And like we're doing a special deal on it's only 100 quid. It's for nothing. Nice. And mm-hmm. I think there'll be code for that as well for people to get that discount. Absolutely. Yeah. For your listeners, there will be a special, that price is for your listeners. Um, it's awesome. a discounted code. Yeah, it's um, there's 20% off it for um, your listeners. So yeah, go for it. Perfect. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. Well, I really, really appreciate your time there, Deirdre. Um, I think there's some real good nuggets for people to chow down on. And uh yeah, well, I'll send it here. Thank you so very much for having me, JP. And the very best of luck with this work. It's amazing. You're doing a great job. Do you know what? I hope it came across there in that podcast, but I really enjoyed conversing with somebody else. It was really nice to bounce ideas off each other and to get a fresh perspective on a topic which can be quite challenging for a lot of us. So uh, thanks to Deary for that. Also, thanks to you for listening along. And if you did feel challenged, that's okay. You know, if we don't challenge ourselves, we don't get the opportunity to grow and change over time. So it takes all that. It's all good. If there are people in your life who you think could benefit from this episode, feel free to share this with them. I'm sure they would appreciate it too. Whether it's on social media or a direct message, that'd be cool. Finally, next time it is back to just me. I'm starting a five-part series on setting up your home for success and I'll be flip-flopping between that and interviewing other people. So stay tuned for that. Subscribe, all that good stuff. I'll catch you in the next one.